Hello, heroes, and welcome to another exciting episode of One Shot. I'm James D'Amato, your host and game master. This week, we're playing Camden Wright's One Child's Heart. One Child's Heart is a truly wonderful sci-fi speculative fiction game that is wildly original and shows off exactly why role-playing games are such a good way to explore speculative fiction. Camden does a great job explaining the premise of the game in the episode, so I'm not going to spend too much preamble on that. Suffice to say, if you are somebody who prioritizes unique experiences within role-playing, I think One Child's Heart is a great game for you. Also, if you like emotional play, it's definitely worth checking out. A shout-out to Neoscum before this episode. I recorded this at Breakout Con when I was operating on two hours of sleep, and I must have been listening to Neoscum a lot on the plane ride over because my character voice very quickly morphed into a Dak Rambo impression, which I thought might be a tonal clash for this game, but to Cameron's credit, he made it work wonderfully. So if you enjoy any character work this week, I recommend heading over to the Neoscum podcast feed and listening to that because that's where it's coming from. I am 100% positive of that. Finally, before we dive into the episode, as of late, there have been a bunch of medical problems that have been affecting members of the OneShot Network. A couple weeks ago, I spoke to you about Drew breaking his arm. If you don't know Drew, he's done a couple episodes of OneShot, he co-hosts the Warda podcast, and you definitely heard him on the Dungeon Dome. Unfortunately, recently, due to a bad fall, Drew broke his elbow. Now, not only injured him and caused a lot of medical bills, but it cost him an acting job. And unfortunately, the medical bills that followed it keep piling up. If you enjoy Drew's or his wife Allie's work, please consider helping them out. This is a truly unexpectedly difficult time for them. The community has shown them so much kindness and generosity already, it's hard to ask for more, so I'm doing it for them. These two work so hard, and they make me so very happy. I know they've made a lot of you happy as well. Even if you can just contribute a couple dollars, it will make a huge difference in helping them pay this bill. You can head to gofundme.com slash Drew's Elbow and find out more information. Now with all of that out of the way, I'll see you in the mid-roll, heroes. All right, heroes, let's meet our party for this week. And folks, we got a lot of new voices to the show. Uh, first time people participating, which I'm very excited about. And the first one is Wen. Hey, how's it going today? Uh, pretty good. I uh, have very little sleep last night, but I am awake and alert for this game uh, because I have been planning on playing it for weeks. That's awesome. How are you feeling? Yeah, is Breakout Con has been amazing so far, but I'm feeling the sleep deprivation just mm -hmm. a touch. Mm -hmm. Getting here from uh, Denver this week was a little bit of a challenge. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You braved the storm. Yeah, I braved going through Denver to get my passport so I couldn't be here. And since you fought tooth and nail to pass through the mountains to get here, are there any plugs that you want to lay on? Yes, here? yes. So the big project that I worked on in 2018 was Warhammer 40,000 Wrath and Glory. I am a writer at Gnome Stew, mm -hmm. and I'm a board member for Tabletop Gamers. I think the coolest thing about this is that we're about to play One Child's Heart. And we did get a Warhammer 40k plug. <laughs> I may have helped Camden a little bit with One Child's Heart also. 
<laughs> one child's heart for the emperor. Uh, <laughs> the next up is going to be someone whose voice should be familiar to you, but uh, has, is new to one shot, and that's Agatha. Oh, hello, it's me. Agatha, what's up? Yo, I am the co-host of Asians Represent. Yes. Also on the One Shot Network. Mm-hmm. And I am also working on a project. I am working on uh, Hearts of Ulin. I'm a co-author for it, and it's a PBTA powered by the apocalypse game of Usha Melodrama. Yes. Wow. Lots of feels, lots of fights. Which, I mean, I feel like that's sort of thematically kind of related, because there's going to be lots of feels today. Yes. For sure. Well, Agatha, I'm so glad that we're having you on the show, but I got to turn things over now to the person who you know, the main designer of this game and who's going to be running it for us. And that is Camden Wright. Hello. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, I I am thrilled. Uh, So since this is your game, I'm just going to turn everything over to you and uh, you'll guide us through it. Yeah, absolutely. So today we're going to be playing a game called One Child's Heart. It is a game where you are entering into the memories of children at uh, these traumatic moments in their life. This is not a game about trauma or trauma tourism. This is a game about hope and human connection and the power of reaching out to somebody in a moment of need. So uh, we've got some uh, professionals on the table. You can choose what you want. We have uh, a clergy member. We have a child psychiatrist. We have a social worker, a therapist, and finally a law enforcement officer. Um, There is no mechanical advantage to one over the other. It's who you would like to represent. Now, are are each one of us choosing a different Yes, you'll each choose a different professional. You know what? I am going to go clergy. How about that? Oh. Boom. That's very decisive. God's on my side, (laughs) friends. The heat's on. Okay. I don't know. It's been a while since I played a cleric. (laughs) So I have a question about these. Yes. Um, I don't have a... Sometimes I I feel like I don't have a background in any of these areas, and then Mm -hmm. I feel like... I don't, I can't take, I don't have any experience. And then I feel like I'm not treating it with respect if I'm like playing, for example, a child psychiatrist. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing this right. So um, because, and that's a, that's a great question. And it's something that's come up before. The, the game is not based on a foundation of having an expertise in um, being a diagnostician or anything like that. Mm-hmm. These are small moments where, um, in these jobs, and they're purposefully chosen, where you have to reach out to somebody who's in the middle of a crisis, okay. where it's about the power of just um, asking the question, are you okay? Is there anything I can do? Listening and responding to the information that you get back. This is about having a conversation, not about being uh, the most educated or having the biggest uh, education and toolbox that that would Sort of like other role-playing games. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I am convinced. I'll, I'll take, I'll take the child psychiatrist then. Perfect. Ooh, cool. All right, I will go ahead and take the police officer then, just for some diversity. Yeah, we got to have that DPS. All right. <laughs> so I will, uh, we'll discuss a couple of the safety tools uh, that we're going to be using today. As you'll all see, there is an X card on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, we're using that as a real-time content calibration uh, and consent tool. Uh, if at any point anything is unacceptable to you, please reach out, 
touch that, uh, we will move on from whatever is happening. And this is an unusual twist on the X card because we are playing a podcast, but if you do we'll use the X card, say X when you do it, because uh, mm -hmm. one of the things that we're trying to do on the show is if an X card gets used, show it off mm -hmm. in process oh. so that people can learn how to do it in their own games. That's very cool. Um, so uh, normally, um, if we were not on a podcast, I, I'd do a slight modification to this, and so I'll ask you to say, um, if you use the X card and you stand up, what we're going to do is we're going to take a little break. Um, mm -hmm. So since we're on the mic, if you would say, I need a break, that would be fantastic, mm -hmm. and we'll take that moment. We also are using lines and veils. Um, so in every game I run, it doesn't matter how silly or how serious it is. Um, there's not sexual assault of any kind. Uh, there's not the torture of children or animals of any kind. You may suspect abuse in a child's life, uh, but it happens off camera. That's not what these memories are about. Um, I have some note cards here. So if each of you would take one, and if you could write down anything on there and fold it up, hand it to me, tell me what it is, if there's anything else that's unacceptable to you, um, anything that you would like straight out of the game or you would like veiled behind. And I will respect that and make sure it doesn't happen. Thank you. Thank you very much. Fantastic. All right, so before we begin any of the actual game, there is a list of content warning on all of the memories that uh, you'll be experiencing today. I'm going to read those out right up at the front end. If there's anything that's unacceptable to you, you just let me know. The game is made to be modular. We pull it out, we replace it with something else. I'm also going to tell you just a little bit about the child's history so that if there's something that is potentially triggering that's going to come up, we can deal with that. And uh, I have other children cool okay. great all right so um uh, we've done our lines and veils we've done our talk is there any questions about safety so far no i don't think so good thank okay you. fantastic so uh today you are going to be meeting uh, a young woman named gay russell her nickname is kit everyone calls her kit so there is history of uh, mostly neglect and abandonment in her life and she's been in several foster homes so is that anything that's unacceptable to any of you? No, I think no. it's okay. No? Okay, fantastic. All right, today we are going to, these are the proposed memories that we're going to be going through. So I'll go through one by one, and if I could have um, a, a verbal uh, agreement that, that's going to be acceptable to you, a like mm -hmm. real tangible consent for what we're doing. And we'll go through uh, memory by memory, Okay. Okay. So, for the first one, we have bullying, threats of violence, victim skepticism, and um, denial of what's going on in this child's life. Is that acceptable to you? Yes. Yeah? Yes. Okay, fantastic. For the second one, uh, we have abandonment, uh, physical suffering in relation to the cold right now, fear, and once again, neglect. Yeah, for my, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say I'm okay with those things, but... Yes. Okay. And finally, we have uh, scapegoating, feeling unseen, broken trust, and cyberbullying. Yeah. All right, yeah. Okay. Okay, fantastic. So we have a set of three memories that you will be experiencing today. All right. So um, today you're going to be meeting Gay Kit Russell. Uh, she is 13 years old. Pronouns are she, her. Um, her social worker is named Rosalind Ramos. Spider-Man Paramore. 
<laughs> I didn't actually think about that when I wrote it, but there you go. <laughs> well, it's not an actual one, but it does have the name convention. Fair. Her parents are, are Amaryllis and Spruce Russell, and her current family is Denise Messina. All righty. All right. Fantastic. So the only time that you're ever going to roll dice in this game is determine Kit's reaction to the things that you've said and done. Um, you will start at a target number today. That target number is going to start at 11 and then we'll, uh, hopefully go down throughout the course of the game, uh, for each memory where everyone tries to make a connection, regardless of what Kit's reaction to that is, it will drop by one for the next memory. So it'll start at 11, it'll be 10, nine at the end. Uh, you will see on here, you are going to need, and we actually have physical tokens, but you can track it on this sheet as well. Um, we have therapeutic tokens. Today, your goal is going to be nine therapeutic tokens. Okay. So there is uh, one per player per memory. This is what you're trying to uh, achieve. And so every time you have a successful roll, you'll earn one of these. These are the inroads that you've made into Kit's life going forward. And if you were to collect all of those, we'll have an optimal outcome at the end of the game when we do the epilogue. doesn't mean that Kit's life is instantly perfect or that everything is happy and glorious. It's just that um, there is more good than uh, more good than harm that has been done. Um, should you uh, earn more than that target nine, for each one of these, we're going to talk about a person whose life uh, Kit went out and touched. So the way that your work with Kit ripples out into the people around her. Um, if you do not uh, hit that optimal number, that's okay. The good work that you've done doesn't go away. It's just we add some more complications and difficulties into Kit's life. When we go through that. Is there any questions about any of this so far? No. No? No. All right. Fantastic. So um, we're going to do a, a little round of introductions. So uh, we'd like to start with introduce your professional. Uh, to each other, and then we're going to go around and we're going to tell positive stories. So go around once, introduce everybody, and then what you'll do is you're going to tell a positive story that either you experienced or a story that you heard that uh, highlights how good they are at their job and why you respect them and are you're happy to have them here. About one of the other professionals. One of the, the professional to you, right? Great. Okay. So is there anyone that would like to start... Uh, Introducing their character. Yeah. Sure, I can start. Uh, I'm Dr. Hannah Way, and I am a child psychiatrist. I've been doing this for a while, but I think that's all the detail I have for now. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. Uh, I am Jim Walsh, Father Jim Walsh. I am a, a Catholic priest, and I am like I think he's got kind of an unusual personality uh, for a Catholic priest. I, I think most of the priests that I grew up with were kind of not I don't want to say standoffish but they definitely carried an air of authority and I kind of wanted to see like what's a halfway point between a catholic priest and a, and a youth minister that you'd see <laughs> like in a protestant <laughs> so this uh Jim Walsh runs a youth basketball league uh a a, a co-ed youth basketball league and drives a motorcycle <gasps> uh, Walsh, are you wow. hip he will turn a chair around backwards. And <laughs> <laughs> he'll rap. He raps with the kids? <laughs> he'll rap with the kids. What? Oh, wow. Father Jim. I know. I feel like Father Jay might be. <laughs> oh, you actually did it. <laughs> wow. That's it. That's Father it. Jay. Oh. All right. 
That's right. He just lost a vowel and a consonant. That's how cool he is. <laughs> they were slowing him down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantastic. So we've got Amazing. Father Jay. All right. And uh, Officer Jeremy Rogers, pronouns are he, him. Um, Jeremy is probably like the opposite of Father Jay, whereas Father Jay, like people may perceive him as actually being cool. I think Jeremy is more on like the weird quirky side of things. So like that's what he uses to try and connect with um, the the people he protects and serves. So like leaning into his own um, flaws and, and little like quirky eccentricities. Um, yeah, so I think he's always got, um, I don't know, like old baseball cards in his pocket. <laughs> no one, no one collects baseball cards anymore as far as I know. So, um, yeah, we'll see if those make it into the game or not. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Uh, so Agatha, if, uh, Dr. Way could tell uh, a positive story about a time when, uh, Officer Rogers, you either interacted with him or you heard about the good work he does. Yeah. I think this is, I will say that this is about the community center that Dr. Way lives near. And that is a part of, I don't know, uh, Officer Rogers's beat. And they, they were having this new bake sale for they were trying to raise funds for their garden. It's it's a part of a community initiative. And it it was it was going well, but then uh, Officer Rogers showed up and then brought out his massive trays of like specialty cupcakes that were all they were all divided by different um so so some of them were gluten free and some of them were vegan and all of them and they were all decorated meticulously and a little bit overflowing with uh with sprinkles yeah to the point where they were like spilling on the ground as he was bringing them and everyone was no one knew what to do with them but it turned out to be a big hit with the kids and then everyone was running around with sprinkles on their faces and it's just it's nice it's not a thing that she's ever seen cops do <laughs> so it was, it was very sweet so when are you comfortable with that? oh yeah there was rainbow sprinkles and they were in my car for weeks like other <laughs> officers would get in and be like what is happening right now like why why do i have sprinkles stuck to my pants <laughs> are, like were you pretty proud of that <laughs> that there was rainbow yeah, sprinkles in your car the the dark blue uniform while being very impressive and a representative symbol of of my profession like it needs some more color. So like a little bit of bright spring, pink sprinkles is just what the doctor ordered. Awesome. Not that I'm a doctor. You're the doctor. So maybe you can write me a script for that. <laughs> That's fantastic. All right. So James, uh, if you could have Father Jay uh, tell a positive story about Dr. Way, please. Well, what is there to say about Hannah Way, really? Uh, I, as a... Uh, you know, a member of the community, I, I like to run mixers and things to, you know, help people who are in similar fields get to know each other, really bring people together. And I ran, and I'll admit, a mixer for a while that was uh, more heart than structure. I, I tend to do that a little bit, uh, where it's kind of a pickup basketball game, uh, you know, different psychologists and, uh, 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 you know, people... Just in the area who you want, you want to have a network of support for each other. And the first week I ran it, we, I didn't bring the basketballs. 
So it was just kind of a bunch of people standing around. Uh, and the next week that I ran it, the only person who really came back was Hannah Way. And, you know, that's the kind of person that Hannah is. She doesn't care if, uh, if what you're doing is exactly staying on track and moving forward in the way that it's all intended to be. Uh, you know, she's just there to help, which is, which is real sweet. Hannah's been, been very kind over the years. So, Agatha, are you comfortable with that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I got you, Father Jay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Okay, so when um, can Officer Rogers tell a, a story, a positive story about Father Jay, please? Yeah, uh, James, can I ask first, how old do you see Father Jay as being? God, uh, I mean, I originally pictured him as quite young, but that voice I did, he's got to be at least 40. <laughs> <laughs> Which is no longer quite young. Uh, I mean, I guess in, in the realm of priests, I guess that's a really good point, because priests get super old, uh, because <laughs> the profession is not doing well. Uh, surprise, surprise. Right. Um, I, I think, uh, yeah, like probably mid-40s. Okay, cool. I would say that Jeremy's memory of Father Jay is actually from his own adolescence, as oh. Father Jay was uh, in in the the community, and um, Jeremy went to his church. And uh, when he w when Jeremy was being bullied as a kid, Father Jay had some good advice for him, and it helped me to realize that the amount of good that someone can do in a position of authority. And it, it just really made a huge impact on Jeremy. So you had a formative part of his, his, his life. Oh, that's good. I like that connection a cool. lot. So you're comfortable with that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm seeing Jeremy as maybe about like 25. Awesome. Uh, so when you were younger, what, did he also call himself Father Jay? Or is this the more recent transformation uh, like a, a heel turn <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think probably in the last five to ten years maybe you you took on the J as you started to get a little salt and pepper in your hair mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you need to find a way to connect with the youth how do I reach these kids yeah so you're comfortable with it? Yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right, fantastic. We some letters out. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we understand Father Jay is a, a relatively recent rebranding, <laughs> I adore that. So you all sound like a, this is a group of fantastic professionals, and it's no mystery hearing these stories about each other why you were chosen for this project. Um, you are all uh, the, the one um, – the one thing that I ask is that all of these professionals want to be here. Uh, there was a pretty thorough vetting process, but and uh, they don't want people who don't want to be there to help these children. So, uh, what you you are all a part of what is known as the Clears Project. Uh, originally, it was developed for DARPA to help soldiers coming back to deal with their PTSD. Uh, what they discovered early on was um, it just didn't have the staying power, and it was working best with children. Uh, so, children in that kind of 11 to 14 year old range, uh, they still had the neuroplasticity to kind of make these connections, a desire to want to heal and make connection, along with the suggestibility to have these things last throughout their life. At least that's the hope.
Hey heroes, it's James, your Game Master. Welcome to the mid-roll. We'll be right back with more social working action, I guess, in a minute. But first, I've got a radvertisement for you. This one comes to us from Quest Friends, a Numenera actual play podcast. Quest Friends is a farcical science fantasy podcast that explores friendship and family in a world one billion years in the future. In this bi-weekly Numenera actual play show, five best friends tell a story of four soon-to-be best friends as they struggle against celebrity CEOs, disgraced magicians, and their own emotional hang-ups. The episodes are tightly edited, the comedy is kept good-spirited, and the puns never, ever end. They've just released a recap of the story so far, so it's easy to catch up, and transcripts are available, so if you struggle with listening to audio, there's still a way to enjoy the show. You can listen to Quest Friends at questfriendspodcast.com or on your favorite podcast app. Thanks so much to Quest Friends and Kyle Decker for supporting OneShot this week with a radvertisement. If you have your own personal or professional message that you'd like on the show, head over to OneShotPodcast.com, click on the Contact Us section and radvertisement so that you can book your own slot. These ads support the network and everything we do, and frankly, I love reading them. Speaking of radvertisements, if you've got a radvertisement that you want to air in May, buy it now. Towards the second half of May, I got a lot going on. Between the D&D Live streaming event and my upcoming honeymoon, I'm going to be very busy. So I've recorded all of the episodes in advance, and I'm going to be recording intros and outros long before the episodes actually go to air. So if you want your message to appear on one of those shows, you need to buy it before I actually put the episodes together. I'll take this opportunity to remind everybody that on May 21st, I am going to be in London. And if you want to meet me, or perhaps even play a game with me, all you have to do is go to the Waterloo location of the Drots London Gaming Pub. From 6pm until 10, I'm going to be there hanging out with some of my favorite gaming personalities from the UK. And this event is of course open to fans. Don't even come out to meet me! Come out to meet people like Mel, my beautiful spouse. Grant Howitt, the designer of so many games, including Honey Heist and One Last Job. And literally my favorite horror writers anywhere, the folks from the Rusty Quill Podcasting Network. Once again, that is May 21st at the Waterloo location of Drots Gaming Pub. If you're looking for that information, you can find it as my pinned tweet. Finally, this week is a campaign week, folks. There's going to be a new episode of Skyjacks up on Wednesday, and it is the start of a new arc for us. So if you're looking for an easy jumping on point, this is it. Our raw recordings are already pretty deep into this arc, and I can tell you it is the best one we have done so far. So don't miss out and listen to campaign on oneshoppodcast.com or your favorite podcasting app. Nope. Actually, before I get to the episode, I have to thank some of our backers from Patreon, like Chase Jones. Thank you very much. Thomas Niebuhr. Thank you so much. Matthew Bilesma. Thank you so much. Hilary Bretson. Thank you. Sam C. Thank you very much. Madge Witt. Thank you so much, Madge. Christopher Bruce. Thank you very much, Christopher. Greg Walters. Thanks so much, Greg. Stefan Nelson. Thank you. Devon Circuit. Thank you very much. Krista Atkinson, thank you so much. And George Cardas, thank you, but I'm pretty sure you're a smuggler and working with the Empire, which is bad. But thank you anyway for your support. 
And of course, thanks again to everyone who supports us on Patreon. This show is in your ears right now because of that support. If you like what you're hearing and you want to hear more, head over to patreon.com slash one shot podcast and give us your support. If you support at $5 a month or more, you get access to our secret archive, which is full of hours upon hours of bonus content, including actual play that we haven't aired on the main feed and this week behind the scenes world building stuff for campaign skyjacks. Now, with all of that out of the way, let's get back to the show. So you are all have shown up on this day where you are scheduled to this nondescript uh, office park. Uh, you go in, there's a receptionist. Hey, how you doing? Come on in, uh, you know, uh, we'll walk you back. You know, just, uh, hey. <laughs> it's sort of that weird, awkward. Um, it's not the the normal, you know, bubbly receptionist that you might expect him to be. Uh, but uh, he brings you back, and as you get deeper and deeper and deeper into this complex, security gets tighter and tighter and tighter. Until uh, at the end, uh, there's actually an armed guard at this final door, and she walks up and she's like, "Okay, I need to check you all in. Uh, can I see your IDs?" Okay, yeah, sure. Thought uh lot of security here, huh? Yeah, well I mean we we take it seriously. We got kids' lives in our hands. For sure, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so ID please. Go ahead. Alright. Here's my badge. <laughs> Officer uh, Jeremy Rogers, pleasure to meet you. Yeah, I could have been a cop too. I chose not to. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean I mean it's great. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, so, yeah. Officer, thanks. Do you have a driver's license? Something with your picture on it? Okay, yeah. I Great, great. Yep. Reaches for his wallet, pulls it out. Listen, I'm sorry. It's been a tough day. I shouldn't do that, too. There's, me. like, a pile of, of a baseball trading cards that, like, falls <laughs> on the floor. He has to bend over, pick them all up. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Here, here you go. Here you go. Do you want a baseball card? They're no. an upper deck. Uh, that's, that's great, but no thanks. All right. Either of you? I'm, I'm on the job right now. <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm not he doesn't take to, bribes. I'm not allowed to. Uh, That's right. She does. She, she wants no bribes. part of it. Um, all right. So everyone shows their ideas. Yeah, mm-hmm. I take a baseball card, though. All Great. right. Fantastic. <laughs> Who did you get? I don't know. I don't know anything about baseball. Nope, That's right. They're all minor league. <laughs> oh, some of these are farm league. They're going to be collectibles one day. <laughs> um, so you walk into this uh, through this final door, uh, and it's into what looks like a large break room. Uh, there is um, pastries on a tray, a coffee machine. Uh, there's a large refrigerator with food of indeterminate age. Uh, there's also some computers off to one side. And on the far wall is dominated by a huge picture window. And in that, you can see what's clearly the laboratory section of this. Um, There are cables and people in lab coats wandering around. Uh, There are what look like sort of uh, exam chairs like you might find in a dentist's office. Um, There is on each one, there is a large helmet that has cabling running up to the ceiling. And one thing that you notice that they didn't really mention is each one of these has straps on them. Like they would be used to hold you down. And uh, so out from uh, through the the door next to that giant window um, comes a woman who is clearly in charge because she is carrying a clipboard. (laughs) And she goes, welcome, welcome, everybody. Um, I'm really glad that you could make it today. Um, We're just getting set up. 
Um, you can get yourselves coffee, tea, water. Don't touch the juice in the fridge because it's been there for a long time. I mean, you can, but we don't want you sick today. So it's like fermented, like apple cider, not just apple juice. Why, why not just throw it out? Because it has someone's name on it. Gotcha. <laughs> I mean, we're, we have rules here. Right, Do, right. Does that person still work here? Um, <laughs> okay, you bring up a good point. Um, that was something I had not considered. We're, we're not here to interrogate. We're not... That's my job. And it's a bit of a problem solver. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. I didn't realize we were uh, walking in on the Weapon X program. Usually I come to these places, it's a lot more about talking. You well, got some I, equipment here. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really understand that reference, but um, it is, uh, yeah, I mean. You, Popular movies for the past decade or so. No, it, it'll be fun for you to discover for sure. Okay. Um, thank you. Um, all right. So anyway, um, uh, welcome today and, um, we're getting ready and, uh, okay. So, um, I know you've been over this like a million times, uh, but I want to go over some of the rules, uh, just up front, just to refresh them in your memory before we start. Okay. So one of the things, uh, you've all agreed to not have any further contact with Kit going forward in her life. Um, we want this to be a scientific experiment. We want to see if this process works. And almost any child would benefit from having a team of highly trained, highly motivated professionals on their case for the rest of their lives. Today, what you're going to be doing is interacting with, um, with a few of uh, Kit's memories. These will be constructs of what Kit remembers. So they're not perfect. They're not exactly what happened. Some things will seem a little abnormal or unreal. That's because it's Kit's, Kit's perception. You will appear however you choose to uh, appear. Um, we've talked about that ahead of time. So your avatars, if you want to call them that, will be um, representative of you, but your faces will be different. So when Kit sees you in the real world, she won't recognize you. Um, and that's for her safety as much as anything else, because there's a very good chance, you know, we're all in the same city that you might accidentally run across her at some point. You're just asked to recuse yourself from those moments and get another professional to help her. A silent guardian. Sure. Um, so <laughs> you're, you're not going to perch on any rooftops, are you, Father Jay? I mean, <laughs> we're we're about to do an Assassin's Creed on this kid. So, what? yeah, what? probably I'll be perching on some rooftops or climbing a few buildings. Maybe. It sounds terrifying. An Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it's a that? popular video game series where you dive into different memories and you climb a lot of buildings and perch on a couple of roofs. Oh. It'll be fun for you to discover. Oh, you meant the memory own. part, not the assassin. No, no. Okay. Uh, I can see how that might have been a misleading conclusion to jump to. I, I appreciate the clarification, Dr. Way. <laughs> yeah, can, you're welcome. Are we expected to climb many buildings? No, there will be no building climbing. I can tell you that Kit will remember you from memory to memory. She will, uh, they go in reverse chronological order. So you'll start with the oldest memory and, uh, and uh, fast move up to the most recent. Um, we don't know exactly what those memories are going to be. And I can't see them, what you're experiencing. What I'll be doing is I'll be on the outside monitoring everyone's vitals. So if you or Kit's cortisol levels spike, if your heartbeat becomes too rapid, if there's any sort of fight or flight response, I'm going to step in and pull you all out immediately. That's for Kit's safety and yours as well. 
Um, mostly what you're going to be doing is you'll be able to talk to Kit and you'll be able to interact, interact with the constructs of her memory. Uh, but you can't substantially change the facts of what happened. This isn't time travel. So what has happened in the past has happened in the past. What you can do is help Kit reframe and think about those moments differently. And maybe, you know, help her understand some things that she, she needed to understand, but didn't have anyone there to teach her. So is there any questions before we get started? Is there creamer for this coffee? Yeah, absolutely. In the third drawer on the left. Thanks. How long has that creamer been there? Uh, they're, I don't want to know. La, 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 la. They're shelf stable. <laughs> Jeremy's a nut for creamer, okay? <laughs> Jeremy sees creamer, they're not going to turn away. So if the creamer's bad, I got to know. Because no. that's going to be the rest of his week. No, they're the little cups. They sit around forever. You know, the little individual. I can check the expiration date. No, these things could go to Mars and back. It's fine, Father Jay. I they... don't know about that belief. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not willing to go that far. Jeremy, I believe the one you just opened is expired. All right. Well, you're a doctor, so I'm going to listen to you, but... I think it would be fine because there's like seven other creamers in here and dilution. You know what they say, is, right? Is that how science works? Uh, <laughs> Officer Rogers? Well, no. <laughs> I think we can proceed. Okay, that's that's great. Um, boy, you all are cards. Anyway, so... Oh, did, um, you, did you want a card? <laughs> oh, you're going to love... You got to take a card. Trust me, you're going to love this one. Yeah, this is not like a, a fortune-telling card. This is a baseball card from, from Lower Deck, which is the Farm League baseball card manufacturer out of um, Scranton, Ohio. And what does one do with this? Well, you save it until the value skyrockets like all baseball cards do. Or you really you, you appreciate the joy and happiness on the face of those young baseball players. They're doing what they love. Well, I... I I appreciate you sharing your joy with me. And so she sticks it on her clipboard <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and heads on back. And she's like, follow me. It's a, we're ready. Um, so uh, do you uh, do your professionals have any questions on the way in? I have a question about the the straps. Yeah, absolutely. Will there be a lot of um, physical reactions to what's happening? Uh, no. Uh, what we do is um, you'll actually see that there's a release. So your hands, you'll be able to move them up mm -hmm. and uh, release yourself if you want. They're just there to help keep you from rolling off of the, the table. We learned that pretty early on. That's fair. Now, has the kid done anything like this before? Are we sending a bunch of people in uh, to dive into memories for the first time without anybody doing it before? Oh, no. The project has been going on for some time. This is Kit's one and only time that she'll be experiencing it. Okay. Okay. Um, and she's in a separate part of the facility. Uh, she's consented to what's happening. Uh, she's going to be under sedation for the entire time uh, so that it is not uh, the, for you, uh, in between memories, uh, you'll, you'll be taking a break. You'll have a chance to do any research, get coffee, things like that. For Kit, this will be all like one dream. And, but when she remembers those moments, she will remember you in them going forward. That's wild stuff, Doc. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is, but I mean, it's, I mean, we could really change mental health care forever. You must that be is. really proud. I mean, I'm proud of my part. Yeah. Yeah, that's very exciting. Yeah. Is there anything else, Doctor? No, that is it. Okay, fantastic. 
Anything else that we should know about Kit just going in? Anything really high level that's that's been a concern recently? Or no, I mean we we prefer that you uh, you meet Kit first. Uh, we learned early on that if we gave the professionals too much information, they came in with preconceived notions. Um, so we want you to just go in, meet her, and then after that, you have full use of our resources. So if you want to figure out the particulars of what's going on, um, but I can tell you, Kit's a pretty cool kid. I'm, uh, I'm really, I mean, she's nice. All Give right, me my kind of kid. <laughs> I know, you'll, you'll get along great. Okay, so um, if you would just uh, go ahead and sit down in the chairs and uh, we'll get you prepped. All right. So um, technicians come over and uh, they put uh, little sensor pads on you um, with the little clippy wires so that they can monitor your vitals. They get you secure. The straps uh, aren't tight, but, you know, it will keep you from rolling out. You do, just as promised, have the ability to reach up and undo um, the latches so you can release yourself. You're not trapped in this situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And finally, they get ready to um, put the helmets down. And each one of you has a different technician that comes over. So first one walks over to Officer Rogers and like, you ready? Can I put this thing on? Yeah, yeah. I always wanted to be a dentist. This is a little more than a dentist. Okay, yeah. I mean, well, dentist is... Wait, no, can we talk about this later? I mean, we got the project. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do the project. Let's Dental do arts is actually like a hobby of mine, so I'm happy to sit down and... Oh, you can have that as a hobby? That is so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so from the corner, the woman with the clipboard is like death staring. <laughs> uh, sorry, we got to get this. Right, right. But okay. later... Okay. See you on the other side. Yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> Everything goes black. Sound is muffled right now. Uh, hi, uh, is that okay if I... I yeah, I always here? wanted to be an X-Man, so... Uh, I like the X-Men. Somebody gets my references. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Well, see you on the other side, Dr. X. <laughs> Into Cerebro. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, uh, is it okay if I put this on? Yes, please go ahead. All right. Shoo. So um, everything is pitch black, sound is muffled, and over what are clearly speakers on the inside of this, you hear, uh, okay, we're going to get started right now. Um, I just wanted to say thank you all for being here today. Um, this is an important moment in Kit's life, and uh, we just really appreciate your time and your expertise in this. So I'm going to count it down, and everything is, uh, you're just going to find yourself in an entirely different place. It's a little disorienting at first, but uh, I promise you're going to be okay. So I'm counting down from five, four, three, two, one. Everything goes white. And as the picture refocuses, you find yourself standing in the hallway of a school. Uh, down, uh, it goes down, and on the left-hand side, right before it makes uh, it's a corner, and it goes off to the the hallway goes off to the right. There's a door, and there's uh, clearly marked as janitor, and there's a group of kids outside, kicking the door, screaming, cursing, um, and you can hear muffled cries and somebody going "fuck off" from the inside. Bell rings. And those children start to disperse. And you're left alone in this hallway staring at the door. What would you like to do? I stride forward and um, go up to the door and I open it unless it's locked. Okay. So you go to open it and you feel it's not locked, but you feel somebody pulling against the door Mm. on the other side. Not particularly strong, but so you could force it open if you choose to or not. Is someone inside? 
No. No? No. No? I think just you just away. helped us debunk that. I, I'm fine. I'm sorry. Uh, I'll, I'll be out in a minute. No, no, hey, whoa, <laughs> you're not in trouble, kiddo. Uh, it just the bell rang, and uh, anytime someone's in the hall after the bell rang, it probably means they need a little help. It's going to be okay. I, I'm sorry. Um, I'll be out in just a second. Um, I just, uh, I, I, I spilled something on my shoes, and uh, I just got to clean up, okay? So you can go, and I'll, beat it. I'll, I'll go to class. Oh, I, I think I think we're gonna wait out here. Um, why don't you come out when you're ready, and uh, we can just talk for a minute. Yeah, you're entitled. to... I said, go away. All right, all right. I hey, I understand. Uh, yeah, I've been through stuff like that before in my life, for sure. Take some time, please, please. Okay, so um, you you have tried to make this connection yeah. with her, and you've said I've. You know, I have been through some stuff like this before. So I'm going to ask you to go ahead and uh, make an approach roll. Okay. Uh, and so, can I use create rapport to add one? Absolutely. That? And if you can justify both, you can add you oh. can get a plus two as well. Well, let's see. Create a community wherever you go sometimes. Uh, what people need to, is to feel included, seen, and important. I feel like I can incorporate this too. Okay. And so normally you're going to be rolling on uh, your highest approach because that's how you do your job. Mm-hmm. Um, so for for the clergy member, uh, for Father Jay, that's, that's heart. heart. Yeah. So you're going to be rolling three dice, and then you'll add a plus two to whatever you want, uh, whatever you get. You are trying to meet or exceed an eleven. Total. Okay. Um. All right. Ooh. So. Uh, and, and I'm adding to the Add, total? You're adding yeah. the total Okay. Ticket. So uh, that's 15 right 15. there. 15. Fantastic. Yeah. And please grab these tokens because I constantly forget. It'll be um, – uh, yeah, just mm-hmm. reach out and grab them. Um, yeah. Hey, I, I, I've been there before. I, I know it can feel uh, tough to have people get right at you after uh, something rough, but uh, – Take your time, and we'll be out here, and we just want to check in afterwards, if that's okay with you. Um, the door kind of cracks open if you're willing to let go of it. Yeah, I let go of it. Um, and you see kind of half of a kid's face. Thanks. I'm really okay. I'll be out in just a second. I'll sit on the ground across from where the door is. I am in uniform, but... Um, just trying to make myself small and unimposing for when they come out. Okay, fantastic. Is there anything Dr. Way would like to do before that door opens? Yeah, um, I think I'm still standing beside the door, and I ask, <laughs> how old are you? Eleven. Ooh, so almost graduating elementary school. Nothing comes back. Hmm. Do you like school? Give me a roll on that. <laughs> so um, for the doctor, um, your approach, uh, your highest approach is mind. Mm-hmm. And then is there any uh, skills that you'd like to add into this? i not sure. So I have bedside manner, which is more about uh, the fact that I want to help people. And people can tell somehow, <laughs> despite my cold demeanor. Um, cold? <laughs> and I also have meticulous, which is that I notice details. 
that other people missed to tell a more complete picture. I'm not sure if I can justify either of them. I mean, I I think bedside manner is all about how you interact with your patients. Okay. And this is definitely you. Sounds like you're trying to to create that connection with uh, Kit in this moment. Fair enough. I will add that. Okay. So go ahead and roll three dice. Three d six. Oh, wow. Oh. Uh, yeah. 15 as well. 15 as well. All right. Go ahead and take one of those. Um, no. And the door opens again. And she kind of looks out at uh, at Father Jay and looks at you. No, it sucks. Yeah. It smells really bad in that closet. You get used to it. it smells really bad in these hallways. <laughs> it's true. It does. There's better light in the hallway, though. You want to come on out? So um, she kind of hesitantly, like, looks, there's sort of a resigned sigh. And um, she opens the door and steps out. First thing that everyone notices, she's holding a book that's been torn in half. Um, It's cool. I'll go to class. I've got to go and get a a late pass at the uh, office. But school sucks. Yeah. Yeah, we just learned that together. Why are we prioritizing school right now? Okay, fantastic. So um I will I will as it I will I will caution you, you can absolutely mm-hmm. do that, that those words might have long term consequences. That's true. Oh, that's right. This is a pivotal moment in her life that she will remember. So if you would like to take that back, that's acceptable. If not, we'll go forward. Can Jeremy interject? Yes. Please. I would, <laughs> I would like go. Jeremy okay. to okay. <laughs> be the good cop to my back. Yes. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Father Jay. Um, I get what you're saying, right? It's important to understand and, and prioritize in the moment what's going on School is is hard right now, it sounds like, and maybe this is a moment where you need to take just a bit of time to do some self-care. So why don't you come out here and let's just take a a couple deep breaths together and let you catch your composure before you move on with your day. Fantastic. Go ahead and give me an approach roll. All right, cool. So I've got (laughs) de-escalation. Let's abide by some laws here, Padre. Um, the only laws, God's law. <laughs> Not in these halls. All right. Um, so I'll do de-escalation. I'm also a guardian, but I think uh, that'll come into play later. Okay. So let's see if I can get anywhere near your 15s. All right, so seven, eight, nine, ten is not quite there. So let's talk mechanics. Okay, so now you have uh, three failed roll options. Yeah. Um, You can choose to have Kit lose trust in you, which you will be at a minus one for the rest of the game for every interaction with her. Yeah. Um, two, you can choose to have this uh, cause an internal traumatic reaction. You've accidentally said something that is triggering to Kit, and we will watch that play out uh, across her. Yeah. Um, you'll roll a d6. Um, we have a community number. Um, if it if that number ever exceeds 15 total for the group, the trauma that has been caused will be permanent, and we will deal with what that looks like in the epilogue. If we don't exceed that, then it is a temporary situational trauma. Or 
you can, uh, it's early on, but you can choose to violate your personal and professional ethics. So you turn your back on some cornerstone of how you do your job and um, who you see yourself being. So for um, the clergy member, for Father Jay, it might be to have a crisis of faith and communicate that directly with Kit. Um, but it can be whatever that looks like. Okay, we're not going to do that quite yet. <laughs> you know, that's They're all pretty movie. extreme options, yeah. though. Yeah. So I think we'll go with uh, lose trust. So I'll take the minus one penalty for the rest of the game. Um, and, yeah. All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Let's do this. Somebody called the fucking cops? I didn't do anything. Whoa, whoa. Whoa. Hey, uh... I'm so, I'm, Jeremy might be a police officer, but he's not a cop. So are, are you wearing a collar? Yes. Okay. And um, so there's a moment where Kit, like, like the full gravity of that collar weighs on her, and she realizes that she's just dropped an F-bomb in front of you, and there's that mix of, like, horror and that switches right back yeah. to the anger. Okay. I'm fine. I don't need you. I don't need anything. No, hey, let me um, just back off for a minute. Talk to Father Jay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, you, you, you might not need us, but sometimes uh, it's it's okay to indulge in things that that might not feel necessary. You know, we're we're just here to hang out, and it feels like today's been a tough day, and it probably could stand to be a little bit tough, a less tough. You know. It's fine. I can handle this. I, I appreciate. I appreciate your. Uh, what do I call you? Oh, uh, uh, you call me Jay. Okay, uh, but the and she kind oh, of gestures to her neck area. Agent of God. He winks, uh, and like it in that moment, I think it can become very clear, especially to a child, how not cool this person <laughs> yeah. is. And it very much is like that, oh. <laughs> Jeremy thinks you're cool. But, uh, I mean, of course you're fine. I mean, you're, you're standing here, you're, you're alive, you're, you're, you're well and whole, but, uh, uh, you know, I would be fine probably without a blanket at night, but I'd get pretty darn cold, I can tell you that for free. And Kit looks over at Dr. Wei. Is he serious? He's an actual priest. <laughs> and this what is, is like, he's not answer. like, he's not, this isn't like a joke. He's not messing with me. No, no, that color is, yeah, it's, it's, it's real. Did you call the cops? No. What happened to your book? Can I tape it up for you? Um, no, you can't. It's torn through the spine. Mm. Is that the school's book or is that yours? Um, yeah, I got it from the library. Now going to get in trouble for it. But you didn't do it, though, did you? What does that matter? Mm. I'm going to get blamed for it no matter what. So what does it matter? Is that what always happens? I'm gonna, if you're comfortable, I'm going to ask you to give me another approach roll. You've pushed up against something that's going on in kids' life. Yeah. So are there, uh, is there any uh, of your skills that you'd like to add into this? I would definitely like to add meticulous Perfect. Uh, with, the, with the book. Okay. So that makes uh, sense. 11 is what we're looking for. Okay. Oh, uh, that's, that's an 11. 11. Perfect. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. So you get another one of these. Nice. 
Yeah, it happens a lot since I got to this school. The people at school, the the adults blame you or the kids? I'm I'm in a place, a temporary place, and uh, one of the kids there, um, he he goes to school with me, and I get blamed. He likes to blame me for all the stuff he does, mm. and people believe him because you know I'm the problem kid. That's not fair. Yeah, life isn't fair. Well, I mean, sure, but uh, it's also okay to, you know, take a moment and really realize that sometimes uh, those things aren't fair, and that's that's not that's not all right, you know. Okay, great. It's not fair. What am I going to do about it? Well, you, it it seems like you're pretty resigned to it. That's what it that's what it feels like coming from me. It feels like a lot of this, you know. You you wanted us to ignore it because it felt like uh, you didn't want to burden us with it. No, you complain and then cops show up at your house and all of a sudden you're in somebody else's. And it sucks. I, I'm not here to do anything like that. I, I'm a friend of Hannah. Yeah, they always say that they're here to help. They always say that they're here to help. I'm, I'm, I'm here to listen, but I'm, I'm sorry you, you don't feel heard. By other officers. I wish I had a cupcake. I love making cupcakes. He makes very good cupcakes. They have all the sprinkles. Around the corner uh, from down the hallway comes uh, a woman carrying, uh, pushing a mop bucket with a mop in her hands. Seems completely oblivious to the fact that you're standing there. She's like, I told you to stay out of my closet. Now get your ass down to the office. Hmm. Kit looks at you, shrugs. Everything fades to white. All of a sudden, you're in the blackness. The helmet's coming off, and you're back in the laboratory. It's, it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. You're back. Everything's okay. Um, take a second. Breathe. Uh, they're undoing the straps, um, getting you ready. They don't have to remove the the little sensors. They just unclip you. Hmm. Um, you've got some time. Kit's brain needs a chance to to recharge, relax, prepare. Um, there's coffee, computers, whatever you need. Are are you are you okay, Father? Oh, what a frustrating way for that memory to end. Yeah. Oh, I don't feel like I did anything. Oh, thank goodness you were both there. Does. Not good. It's so hard to intervene. We can't actually change what happened. Look, look, look. We have the opportunity to, like, encourage Kit to, to, like you said, like, it's not her fault when it's not fair. And, And to understand things like that, that she can reach out to other people to talk and, and unburden herself... That's something. Yeah, and it's the mental association she'll have with the memory next time when she thinks about it, right? So next time she thinks back to that terrible experience, she'll remember... The three cartoon characters who appeared out of nowhere. Probably. (laughs) And the nice cop. Maybe Uh, she'll... uh, She was very reactive, but you did act against 
what sh- her usual impression of cops are. So that will be another association. Now. That's true. That's true. It sounds like this kid's had a, a rough history specifically with cops. That feels like that was really working against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I need to look into that maybe a little bit, see if she's got a record or, or who's yeah. been to her house, something like that. That sounds like a good sounds idea. Like a bunch of narcs. <laughs> <laughs> Is this also a reference? I mean, I guess kind of a pop cultural view of a stereotypically unhelpful cop. Father Jay, you've been doing a lot of research. That's <laughs> that's commendable. I, you're acting like I've got specialized knowledge. It's stuff that all of you should have, and it's a bit strange that you don't. Right, no, I've got my movie pass card. I'm an AMC Rewards member, so I've, I've seen some of those movies. Yeah, pretty it feels great. like you watch mostly award movies. Oh, I mean, I like, I don't know, I like to, like, feel something every once in a while, you know? Like, get a real good cry out. Don't you like that? I mean, maybe, maybe it's Spider-Verse or something like that. Sure. Sure, who doesn't like a good cry? <laughs> right, right, Doc? Yes, of course. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but <laughs> could you take this out to the break room, please? <laughs> oh, right, um... Do you need to, like, wipe down the chairs or anything? It smells as pits. He's like, am, am I sweating? Is there a problem? No, no, we're just resetting things, and we enjoy the quiet, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Dr. Wei, like, also is, like, surreptitiously smelling herself and then decides to excuse herself to the washroom. <laughs> yeah, Jay will... Uh, uh unlatch himself from from the latches and and go out to the break room like i think there's part of him that's just eye on that dr oddly are we loud when we're in the machine i i think it's probably like sleeping you know so are you a sleep talker oh yeah i was probably snoring (laughs) probably probably um, uh, so Jeremy goes and adds a couple more creamers to this already <laughs> nearly white coffee. <laughs> While Dr. Way is in the wash. So are there, is there any uh, research uh, that your professionals would like to do during this break time? I do want to see what I can find about um, other police officers in kids' life and hopefully overcome that. <clears throat> so um, doing uh, doing pretty basic research, you find that um, Kit has been removed several times uh, from her parents' house. Uh, negligence, uh, truancy, and occasionally abandonment, where parents have uh, gone like away for a week when she was young and uh, just left her to fend for herself. I mean, there was food and things there too, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, just not the appropriate level of supervision. Yeah. Um, and, and is this in foster places or this is her? Uh, this is her birth family, okay. her biological family. Okay. Has she been forcibly removed from um, foster families as well? Or? She has not. Um, she has not been removed from any. And right now, uh, Denise Messina, the family, mm-hmm. the woman that she's with, um, is a former school teacher, and um, you all have come in contact with her over the years. She's a pretty powerful advocate for kids mm-hmm. in the community and is part of the reason why uh, Kit is a part of this program. Um, I want to focus in on Rosalind uh, for a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long has Rosalind been or, uh, a, a caseworker? 
long time. She's okay. one of the old guard. And so, um, but on on Kit's case specifically, on, oh, on has, Kit's has case, Kit been handled by one person through the duration, or Kit has been, been Kit and Rosalind have been through this journey together over okay. the last few years. I would not have called that. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I don't have anything to to research into. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Uh, there are any more questions? Does Kit herself have a record of being an assistant? Uh, like for being arrested? No, no, she doesn't. There's no, uh, there's, um, if you want to, you can dig into some school records and, um, there is, uh, some vandalism. There is some, uh, fighting, Mm -hmm. um, where Kit is always uh, listed as the aggressor, but no criminal actions. Okay. Always listed as the aggressor. (laughs) That's an interesting thing. Hmm. Yeah. That doesn't, that doesn't make any sense. She, Not based on seeing that memory. She didn't seem aggressive at well, all. That's actually a question. I, I think uh, Jay is going to go over to the doctor, um, or, or one of the staff, go, Hey, uh, how accurate are these memories? Are these uh, as perceived, or are they yeah, as happened? No, they are very much their kid's perception of what happened. Aha. Uh-huh. Okay, that does change things a little bit, I guess. But... She doesn't think of herself as a bad kid. Which is good. Which yeah. is really good, that I feel. That is good. We're, we're not seeing her retaliate so far. That's true. I, yeah, I guess, I guess the thing that I, I'm, I'm going to be watching out for is to <laughs> make sure that I'm not encouraging any of the, the thoughts that might drive some of the behavior that's causing her trouble, too. Yes. Like disobeying rules, Padre? School's not the first priority all the time. And also, sure, elementary school to an extent is important. High school is extent, uh, important to an extent. But uh, at, at a certain point, you can decide what you want to do. And maybe that structure's not important to you. Maybe you spend a couple years uh, taking a motorcycle down to South America, just seeing the world. And then you go to seminary. And then your life changes forever and you're helping kids. Father, she's 13. Also, I think what Kit maybe needs in her life is a little bit more consistency and structure, and telling her to throw school to the wind is not the way that I would tend to approach things. I'm just saying I agree it's with okay Officer to Rogers. recognize that school sucks and homework is terrible. This is, this is coming from a deep place, <laughs> Father Jay. <laughs> Father Jay. Oh, yeah. You... You are too cool for me. <laughs> and he's totally sincere about that. He has no idea. Yeah, uh, Dr. Wei turns around and says, I think we are ready for the next one. Okay, um, so uh, whenever you're ready, just go have a seat and uh, we'll, we'll get, you, get you strapped in. Well, heroes, that's it for One Shot this week, but don't worry. We'll be back next week with more One Child's Heart. A huge thanks to Jeff Stormer of Party of One and All My Fantasy Children for editing this week's episode. In the meantime, if you're looking for other great gaming shows, why not check out another show on the One Shot Network? Like All My Fantasy Children. All My Fantasy Children is a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast powered by you. Each week, best friends Aaron Catano Saez and Jeff Stormer take a listener-submitted prompt and, using some of their favorite tabletop RPGs, create an original fantasy character. Along the way, they populate a shared universe one story at a time. They share laughs, stories, and verbal hugs along the way. 
As always, we end one shot with a call to action. And this week, I want to encourage folks to call their representatives about climate change. Climate change doesn't feel like an emergency all the time. It's easy to get scared reading a few scientific articles and then let things fade into the background. Although we can't see immediate dramatic effects of climate change in our everyday lives, they're absolutely out there. And we have to make changes to the way we live as soon as possible. And a lot of those changes can't happen at an individual level. We need corporations and government agencies to step up. And the only way they're going to do that is if they face a public outcry. Part of creating that public outcry is calling your representatives. Now, when I call my reps, I use a site called fivecalls.org. That's the number five, calls.org. There, you can find issue summaries for issues like this one, along with contact information for your representatives and scripts to read while you're on the phone to help you get your message across. Calling takes just a few minutes, and it can make a huge difference on issues like this. As always, a humble and hearty thanks to our supporters on Patreon. If you want to help us in a non-monetary way, the best thing you can do is tell a friend. You can also leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Every five-star review we get helps new people find the show. For the latest one-shot news, be sure to follow me on Twitter at OneShotRPG. Look us up on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OneShotPod, or look for news on the site at OneShotPodcast.com. If you want to inquire about ad rates, live appearances, commissioning episodes, or you have a general question or comment for the show, contact us at GameMaster at OneShotPodcast.com. OneShot is a production of the OneShot Podcast Network, in association with Paracosm Press. Paracosm Press is a Chicago-based tabletop games publisher. You can find more information at P-A-R-A-C-O-S-M-Press.com. Finally, that music which is right now swelling up over my voice is Adventure by Be Your Own Pet, courtesy of Infinity Cat Records. See you next time, heroes. Heroes.